All right. Yeah. Welcome to the Broder Shoulder. You got some Keef? <laughs> yeah. So I smoke Keef. Yeah. I'll mix it in with my blunts, but it takes so long to accumulate. And for the listeners who don't smoke marijuana, Keef is like the crystals on the weed and it falls through a screen in your grinder and you collect it and it's very potent. It's delicious. It also makes you cough. It's yeah. delicious. Uh, but I forget. But look, look at that. Whoa. The listeners can't see it, but. That's a lot of Keef, dude. That's a lot of Keef, dude. I but, forgot. And then this wow. morning while I was waiting for you to get on, I'm like, oh, I'll just put like put some Keef on the outside of my blunt. And I opened my grinder. I was like, holy oh, fuck. Oh, shit. This little surprise Don't tell the there. wife. Don't <laughs> tell yeah. the wife that shit will be gone. Yeah, keep that shit, man. Dude, my, my wife has an insane weed tolerance. She's a weedaholic, dude. Dude. I'm like, she's like, oh, this... Fucking 200 milligram edible down the hatch. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, dude. Yeah. And then she'll, like, be smoking the whole time. And I'm like, honey, how are you even functioning? I could not do that. I mean, I, I can't can... do edibles anymore. After our experience. <laughs> it took, like, two or three more shitty experiences eating weed after that. But I will not eat weed anymore. Yeah, it just, like, spikes my anxiety now. And like, I get too fucked up. Yeah, and dude, I'm like a confident person. I have my insecurities like everyone else, but dude, I eat weed and I just, I want to fucking die. I feel useless. So, yeah, I don't do that shit anymore, man. But I get high as a motherfucker. I was just smoking weed on the porch. Thanks to Joe Rogan, who said it a thousand times. It's because weed is, a, it's a different chemical. It's, uh, what's it, 11 hydroxy metabolite? Yeah, some some sort of liver enzyme bro science shit. It makes you talk to yeah, Jesus. Dude. And it's not and a it nice makes, Jesus. Yeah, it's like a mean Jesus. Yeah, it's like like a bro Jesus who tells you all the shit you don't want to hear. Nobody can measure it right, man. And like that joke about Rogan, you know, the dude fucking up the measurement on the, the, the weed. It's fucking true, dude. I'll get like a 10 milligram edible and fucking die. Or I'll get a 10 milligram edible and it feels like a 10 milligram edible. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't fuck with that shit. These are not scientists cutting up this weed, man. No. You know what's weird? For me, so, like, I've tried them all. Cookies, gummies, all that shit. If it's a gummy, like a candy, like a lollipop or anything like that, it does not affect me. I but if, have to agree with you. Yeah, like, hard candies don't really fuck with me. Yeah, like, I could eat 100 milligrams of gummies and be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, a 10 milligram is a is an adult human sized dose for people who don't understand what we're saying if you don't smoke weed and you take over 10 milligrams <laughs> you're not gonna like your time no you're not gonna have a good time yeah I, I've there's done another there's another podcaster i know who uh he's never really smoked pot or anything and i'm not gonna say his name right um but on one of their patreons he he had mentioned that uh he started microdosing weed to help with his anxiety. He microdosed like eating weed. it. Oh, okay. And all I could think was, man, you should start with like a vape pen or something, dude. Yeah. Because you fucking, if one of them little microdoses is, isn't mixed right and you get a whole fucking glob of distillate in that microdose, 
Ugh. It's gonna fuck. You're gonna your end life up, up like me and you that day. You were tattooing me. Yeah, it's gonna fuck your life up. <laughs> that was so fun though to have to tattoo you through that. What were we even working on? I know you were laying down. Fuck. What were we doing? We might have been working on was your it, forearm. Was it my forearm? I, I was laying know. down. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was my koi fish. Yeah. Oh, dude. Speaking of that. So March 4th is next Saturday, and I got the approval from my Salty Bay. She said that I, I could stay and do a podcast all night. So I'm going to be fucking pissed if that pe that pay-per-view was in the morning because I have to work all fucking day. And the last pay-per-view that was awesome, I had to work all day, and it was in, in Dubai <coughs> or whatever. Is it? It's the John is Jones. Yeah, yeah. They're in Vegas. Yeah. So it's normal time. See, if you get here around 5, we can tattoo through the prelims and uh, pot out. Right? While I'm tattooing you, we can fix your thing. Or I was thinking we'd do the galaxy on the other hand, dude, because that would be rad as fuck. And then I uh, just order a whole bunch of shitty food and then I uh, finish out the, the, the night, you know, doing a podcast and watching that fucking pay per view, bro. Yeah. Chinese food is our tradition, but since the wife works at a Chinese food restaurant now, I eat an ungodly amount of yeah. Americanized Chinese food. Dude, let's get clever. Maybe, uh, do you do wings? We go to Heroes. <laughs> Did you? Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's get some wings from Heroes. I have to tattoo from 10 a.m. till about 4.30 or 5, but the prelims wouldn't start till 5 or 6, right? Maybe even right. 7. Yeah, so dude, rad. Come over, bro. We'll, uh, if you get here at 5, I'll fucking be ready for you. We'll, uh, we'll do some tattooing, man, and then uh, get some fucking some crunchy food. Uh, maybe we should purchase that pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, I'm all in, dude. I was just going to buy it. That way we can... Uh, well, I mean... Yeah, because with the links that we don't use for anybody listening, you have like they they drop out and you have to reload them a bunch and yeah. Uh, they deserve my money. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> my weather app just went from winter weather advisory to snow off and on. Those fucking cunts. But yeah, dude, let's uh let's order that shit up and do it. I'm actually excited for the Jake Paul fight uh, on Sunday this week, bro. He's going to beat the fuck out of tommy fury dude uh, i i i tommy fury's not a good boxer bro he uh did you know that the collective he has eight wins uh four knockouts i believe he's undefeated but out of the eight people he's fought they're only 30 and like 250 like there's 30 wins spread about eight people but 250 losses and two of the people he fought were like oh and 40 like something ridiculous they're just what dude he all he fought was fluffers so this whole time jake paul's been like dude you've been fighting taxi drivers blah he's wicked fit. <laughs> he's fit and he he has the uh the gypsy king style duties he has two left feet and a monster fucking uh, uh right overhand but uh he doesn't look good, man. I don't know. I, th I think Jake fucking edges him out, dude. I don't know if he KOs him, but he edges him out. Dude, if that happens, so John Fury, Tyson Fury's dad, who's also a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah, he, I he, bet, he looks just like Tyson Fury, like just like Tyson. He, they're built exactly the same. Tyson's a little taller, but he, uh, he said that if Tommy Fury loses to Jake Paul, they're going to not allow him to box anymore. Right. <laughs> Tyson said that he, he, he'd be like, I'll relinquish my belts. There'll be no point. A fucking YouTuber. <clears throat> yeah, they're being really uh, mean to him. But, I mean, Tommy Fury says he wants to be a world champion and then goes on, like, fucking reality shows. He's a model, you know? He's I, a pretty boy, dude. Look, yeah. at, look at Tyson Fury. He's fucking, even when he's in his best shape, he's fat. And he's like, 
Yeah, this is peak male performance, baby. <laughs> wow, dude, John Fury. I'm not going to say he was a specimen. He's got that weird gelatinous, like, uh, 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 Gypsy King body. I wish I was going to set everything up backwards so you could see the shit I look at, but that was too much work. But back in the day, John Fury was a fucking, jeez, dude, he looked good. He wasn't all uh, f- jiggly. Yeah. Uh Tyson Fury's uncle or grandfather, I believe it was. Um, what the hell was his name? There's a documentary on the Furies, and they talk about him. And uh, he died of cancer. And Hugh when the doctors Fury. looked at his body, they said like something along the lines of, like, you look like you've been through a hundred car wrecks. Because he was a fucking bare-knuckle gypsy champion for back in the day we're talking like 1900s yeah he uh his name was hugh fury hugh let's get some pictures of this dude so at least i can see it oh mm-hmm. wow he dude he looked like a fucking pipe wow so hugh Fury. i wish you could see this <clears throat> he um is just a really big jack tall dude who's fat <laughs> but this guy's face looks fucked bro so uh, yeah, Hugh Fury got in some fights. That I don't think that was the guy's name. No, no. Uh, let's see. Tyson Fury. Uh, Hugh Fury. Tyson Fury. Uncle Peter Fury. Uh, I'm just fucking head- a. I'm just headline reading. <clears throat> Oh, damn, dude, you're blowing up this morning. Oh, my wife, she's like, are you almost done podcasting? I'm like, we just started. We just started, dog. Oh, you got to take her on errands and shit today, right? Yeah, later, around 10. It's early in the morning for everybody who's listening. Yeah, it's fucking, God, it's 8.50 in the morning. Crazy. I'm usually up, uh, I guess, this early. Is this early for you? You're probably one of those early bird people, right? This isn't. This is almost considered sleeping in. I got up at seven. Holy shit! Don't you just stay up all night and work? Yeah, I don't sleep much, dude. Yeah, me neither, man. I get all my work done at nighttime. Though, uh, dude, I set. I'm up- most. I'm most creative from like nine at night to three in the morning. I was because I crashed at the shop last night because we allegedly uh, was going to get a bunch of snow, which we didn't. Um, But uh, I set everything up in here last night to do guitar videos. I was like, dude, I could bang out like 15 guitar videos and just have content. And uh, I get everything set up. I sit down, I tune the guitar and I fucking broke a string right right there. No, no backup here. So uh, I tried to be, oh. like, creative and do shit last night, but instead I just got fucking wasted off of marijuana. I was just watching UFC shit. Like, I watched uh, after Dustin Poirier knocked out Conor McGregor, and in the ring, you know, like, McGregor's talking all that shit. I saw the backstage shit, and McGregor's sitting there with a bag of ice on his leg, and he's looking at Poirier's wife, and he's like, oh, you're a beautiful woman. I love you and your family. It's just business, you know? I'm trying to sell tickets so me family can eat some food, and my leg is broken, and I just, I love the both of you, you know? And then him and Poirier are, like, holding each other and, like, embracing the fight, 
It's, uh, it's what after the leg break fight? Yeah, it's he he looks at Dustin and he's like, "You broke me fucking leg, you cunt," you know. And then they laughed about it and they're like holding each other and like laughing and shit and uh, hugging. And it's like, wow, dude, how much of that is WWE? You know, how much of that is promo? Because. Connor says some fucking shit, but then every time it's backstage, he's like, oh, hey, Khabib, I'm sorry I threw the thing at your face and I cut your window, <laughs> you know, and you, you you fucked up. Your dad's not a bad dude. He's dead, but I love him. It's just, you know, what a funny guy, man. It, make, it makes me want to watch him fight every single time. Uh, I don't want to watch him fight. Really? Not yeah, even I'm one. Not even. What if he fought John Jones? Wouldn't you watch that? Why? John he can't beat guys. He can't beat guys his own weight. That's hilarious. <clears throat> I am so excited for the John Jones shit, dude. That's just gonna be an awesome rodan showdown. I can't wait for it. Are we gonna record one through the week next week so we have one to post, or are we? Uh, I don't care. I like gonna... having some banked up. Yeah, in case we can't do it, cause I'm getting busy, bro. Those uh, tax returns are hitting. I'm getting getting a lot of tattooing. I filed my taxes. First time I ever claimed my knives. Nice. My my uh, tax guy said I need to charge more and buy more tools. Yeah, dude. Get some more tools, bro. Yeah. Charge that money, he, son. he goes, think about it. He, you can think of it like every tool you buy is you're just like paying taxes and getting stuff back for it. Yeah, that's the whole point of doing that, man. The whole point of write-offs. 100%. Um, like the studio that I built, that was uh, toward the end of the year, man. We did get rid of some tax money. Fuck the government. In a yeah, nice way. Uncle. Whatever. He's a nice Uncle Sam. He wants you. Oh, to give him 40% of your income. Dude, if we, we think it's bad. I believe Canada has like horrible, horrific taxes, dude, because they're communists mm -hmm. and they take like fucking literally like 40%, like literally 40 or 50%. And then uh, their healthcare system isn't even that good, man. Like it's free, but it's not that good. All the good doctors come here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What's the tax rate? I here? know they, they have a lot more welfare than we do. What? That's hard to believe, dude. We have a lot of welfare. Well, I mean programs like like you and I if we were Canadian could get grants from the government to start our businesses. Right. Oh, 15 he, to 33% is their tax rate. That's more taxes than we pay. You figure a lot of people don't pay taxes, man, because they, they make poverty. You know, if you're at the poverty level, you don't have to pay the government taxes or even report it. And then if you do report it, you get a big giant tax return if you have a bunch of kids. So Yeah. If, if you make under 13000 I think it is, you don't have to report it. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people don't really pay taxes here, which is crazy because I believe if you make, like, $15,000, you're, like, in the top 1% of wealth in the whole world. Like if collectively in the world, you know, not amongst rich right. people, because there's only like 30,000 millionaires. And then like, how many billionaires are there? How many billionaires do you think there are? 400. 400? Oh, my God. Um, fuck. I didn't think you would say something so low. That seems low, but it really isn't right. Because if there was more billionaires than that, I'm going to say 85 billionaires. That's probably way too low. But let's look in the world. Holy shit. 
In the United States alone, there's uh, 735 billionaires. Holy fuck. Yeah. How the fuck is there this many billionaires? There's only... I guess a lot of them don't want to... I wouldn't want to... If I was a billionaire, I wouldn't want anybody to know who I was. No, fuck no, dude. Unless you own Amazon and you're Jeff Bezos and you have no choice. But I wouldn't want anyone to know. Right. <clears throat> I would drive the ricketiest looking fucking Honda, but that shit would be bulletproof. It could fly, you know? I could drive <laughs> it into water and it would, like, float, but uh, it would still look rickety. Yeah, I would have a very modest house in the middle of a massive plot of land. Yeah. Yes. And and I would have a helicopter, a big one. Fucking black hot. Or even even just one of them little bubble ones. You no. have like you could have like uh like a garage with a landing pad, like a yeah. small garage to have your car in. Fuck yeah. Like close close to like civilization and just fly your helicopter over your land to your house. Yeah, and when society breaks down, you can be like an Australian hunting. You know, you can just be up in that helicopter, just straight plugging shit if you have to. I always right. thought if I got money like that, I would have the 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 shittiest, ghettoest looking house, and then underneath the house would be where all the wealth is. You know, because when the tax appraiser shows up every two years to fuck you on your property tax, you got to hide your shit. So if I had like an outdoor pool, I would have like you know, a top to it that looked like grass. I would just, like, roll it over, and then boom, no pool. And then, uh, you know, just don't go in my shed and look at my tools. But everything would be underground. You can't see it. If you if you were a billionaire, you could buy your house on, on the top of a hill uh, and hollow out the hill. Oh, my God, like a megalithic structure, dude. Yeah, you just have, like, a tiny little A-frame house on the top of this hill or, like, whatever. Just a little modest house. Yeah, And then inside shack. the house, you, like turn a book or a fucking light fixture and a door opens up and you walk down the staircase into your mountain castle. Harry Potter style, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Al Capone style. We won't, we'll all rate that shit. Al Capone style. If you were a billionaire, what would you buy? What would I what buy? Is something you, yeah. What is something you want now that like, you'd be like fucking just stroke a check. The one thing whenever I have my, like, lottery visions is I would buy the building that the shop is in, the whole thing. I'd buy it right from the landlord and that little garage across the way, too. And I would, nice. yeah, I would fix this place up, deck it out. I'd build a spot for everyone to have to, like, crash and, like, live in. And then uh, I would turn it into my own little playground. That's, like, the very first thing I always think. Um, fuck, dude. That is a tough one. When you have uh, all the money to do whatever you, a yacht. I'd get a super yacht. I'd join the club, dude. I'd invest in Raytheon because the only way you get filthy rich is through war, you know? And so I'd just sell out because the second you get a billion dollars, you know, I'd start buying islands, G-rated islands, not bad ones. I'm not a horrible person, you know? What would you do, yeah, man? I, um, I'd build a makerspace. Yeah. Do you know what a makerspace is? No. So it's like... Uh, like, let's say I bought the Brewer Auditorium or a, a building of that size. Right. You know, 5,000 square feet, whatever. And then you put every piece of equipment you would ever need in that room. And then people who don't have shops can come and use your equipment. Oh, dude, that's rad, man. That's a great yeah, idea. Like a, and if I was a billionaire, I could do it for free instead of for profit. Because the ones that operate now are for profit. You rent the space. You come in, you give them whatever, 100 bucks an hour, and use the equipment. Right. 
Oh, dude, how noble of you, man. I, I, I immediately went like, oh, God, if I get a billion dollars, I could buy some minions. And then I would just hold them captive and they would be slaves, you know, and, uh, and, and just do all the, the typical things that rich people do. The second they get a taste of power, you just start selling out, you know. Uh, but yours, that was a good idea. Helping well, my brothers. I, work, I feel like society doesn't have enough handy people anymore. I, I try to tell my children, um, and then like anyone else, you should learn a craft or a labor, you know? If people need you, that's supply and demand, and that's how you get ahead in capitalism. You know, have, have, have mm -hmm. something. Be an electrician. God, electricians make fucking bank, dude. HVAC, bank. What you do, you know, that, that can turn into bank. You can make bank. Uh, just, you know, have something people want. Yeah, there's not a lot of small engine mechanics anymore. Ah, it, it comes in handy, dude, when you have a small engine that you need repaired, as opposed to going down to Lowe's and getting a new one, dude. You know, you can just fix it. Yeah, they don't want you to fix it, though. Everything they don't want I've, you to throw it away. Everything I've ever asked you to fix, you did. You could. There's nothing you've ever said no to that you couldn't do. I'm one of them freaks, though. Yeah. I, I can fix anything. That oh, you got a broken laptop? I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you got, <laughs> right. I used to fix video game systems for a hobby and sell them. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. You're crafty, man. You're good with that shit. It's your art. It's like miniature sculptures. When you have to fix something, you got to take it apart and put it back together. It's like a sculpture, dude. You know, you have to like sculpt it back together. Uh, yeah, it's a puzzle. Yeah, hell yeah. I do love that knife. I, bro, I wish I had more time. Like when you pick up those big knife orders and you're like, fuck. I'm like, dude, I wish I had the time. I would come over and just help you, dude. Uh, you know, just steer me in the direction of something and I'll get it done. Um, but God damn it, I'm busy. Right. Yeah. I, I'm paranoid, too. The wife's like, have, this, have the boys help you because I have two teenage sons. Right. And they're, bo they're both kind of soft. Yeah. They're not like their dad. You know, <laughs> both of them are soft. And uh, I'm like, honey, literally every tool out here will hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Literally. So how do I put my 110-pound, 15-year-old son in front of a three-horsepower grinder that spins 65 miles an hour? Is he 110 pounds? Yeah, dude, he's a rail. He's what? skinny as fuck. Wow, my one-year-old is 32 pounds, and so he's a quarter... Of the weight of your 15 year old yeah but gavin my my biological son because yeah. i have gavin and Braden. Braden's my stepson he's right. the skin the small one gavin is as tall as me and probably 20 pounds heavier damn big boy <laughs> dude i tried to have him wear one of my shirts and it wouldn't fit and i was like bro i'm a 2x he's like, like dad i'm a fucking 3x bitch yeah he's like i'm thick <laughs> I'm thick. That's good, man. Uh, he should play football. Does he want to play football? Probably not. No, he's a nerd. Oh man, get him one of those. He's, a, he's get him like he's a into computers and shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Get him a VR headset, dude. Get him the meta shit. Um, they have really cool games there. Keep him fit. He's not. It's weird, man. Because my sons, they're not like I was or we were. Right. Like the the. Like, when they were 14, they were still playing Minecraft and fucking, you know what I mean? And when we were 14... Oh, I was not playing Minecraft, dude. I was not playing Minecraft. I was, I was sleeping outdoors with my friends and trying to eat pigeons to stay alive. <laughs> so, I was on another show, and 
and uh, there, it's a two part episode. It's called Work For It Two, and it's an interview show. Nice. And um, the first part came out this Tuesday, and we kind of went into that. We went into like my childhood and stuff. Ooh. And after the show, I kind of regretted it. I was like, that got dark, man. When you say it out loud, it's like not. It, I I agree with you, man. I used to love like telling stories from back in the day, and I, I I've just grown out of it. It's one thing, like a you know, when we see old friends or people that we see all the time, they're old friends, and we're like reminiscing. But you know, I'll tell a story to someone else, and people do grow up soft, and they just like look at you doe-eyed, like what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, trauma. That was like everything, you know. And then anyone born like after 1992 now is like a little trauma baby, and they can't handle anything. And so mm-hmm. when you talk to one of them, and you hear their worst story, and the worst thing to happen to someone is the worst thing to happen to someone, but you you hear what they've been through, and it's like, wow, you're a pussy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And- it's weird because a lot of the stuff we went through wasn't so much directed at us, but we witnessed it. Yeah. And some, and we were there for like a lot of fucked up things. And oh, like yeah. I was there, were you there when I won't say their names, but one girl stabbed another girl in the alleyway behind the weed shop. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't there. I just, I know of it. Yeah. I was there and like a bunch of us were there. There was like 40 people there. Yeah. And, uh, that was one of those moments where I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Dude, why the why the fuck am I here? What but, just happened? But then there's funny stories. Uh, like, I won't say her name, but she has passed away, so you probably know who I'm talking about. But we were once sitting under the bridge, you know, and uh, some drunk dude came walking, and he yells out. He, like, he's on the bridge. We're under the bridge, right? And he looks over, and he sees her, and he yells out, let me see your titties. And she just looks <laughs> up at him, and she's like, fuck you. And then she walks all the way up around, you know, the, the bridge to get up onto the bridge. And we follow her, because and there's two or three of us, and we don't know what's happening. And uh, we get up on this dude, and she just starts fucking lacing him and beating the shit out of him. And then uh, the second he tried to do anything back... Um, our boy Blue jumped in there and uh, handled some business. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> See, shit like that was funny, dude, because that guy literally, we were just sitting there minding our own business, and he was like, show me your titties. And he just said it to the wrong female, bro. Um, yep. Some of those stories are funny, man. But yeah, no, they are dark, dude. I uh, I appreciate those days because it made me who I am, and it made all of us who we are, you know? But uh it does get dark trying to talk about that shit. Yeah, people are like, they don't understand. Yeah. You know, you grow up in a household with both parents, did good in school, went to college, you know, never really had any hardship in your life. And then you, somebody tells you a story about a girl stabbing another girl 14 times in front of you. And you're like, I didn't tell that story on the show. Right. Um that's that's crazy stuff man but i'll tell you the feeling of uh like just i guess you could say i hit rock bottom like as a teenager but not like you know people hit rock bottom because they make bad decisions and then you know consequences they've hit rock bottom you know when i was 15 or 16 dude and i'm sleeping outside and i like literally i have parents but they don't give a fuck where i am and, I, and I'm camping out with my friends and we're doing drugs and fucking, you know, just whatever. That is a, like, a, in a sense, rock bottom. Even though I'm 16, I don't have any fucking clue what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and I'm probably enjoying right. myself. 
But I went through that so many times and because there was no guidance and I had to figure, you know, the, the way I describe my life, man, it's like a pinball machine. Uh, I just was fucking clunking my head off everything till I figured something out. And uh, I, I'm so grateful that I lived that way because my work ethic today, I will work 200 fucking hours a day. I will outwork. I am not an athletic specimen. I am not the smartest dude in the room. My talent is a, a result of just belligerently hard work. I will out fucking hard work anyone else. And uh, I, I take everything from my past because I never want to feel that rock bottom feeling again. You know what I mean? I never, mm -hmm. I never want to know what it feels like to want or to need to want. You know, I just want to, I don't want to say I want to have, like I'm not greedy, but I don't worry about where I'm going to eat or where I'm going to sleep or if my children need something. You know what I mean? And all those feelings from the past has led me to that work ethic today. You, you must feel something similar. Um. 100%. And I think that's why all of us are as close as we are. So like there was a large group of us and but not all of us changed. And not all of us had that ability to be um, self accountable. Right. But like you, me, Joel, you know, there's a there's a handful of us yeah. that we all grew the same way from what we put ourselves through because it was a hundred percent self-inflicted. That's why I have no mercy or pity for these homeless junkie pieces of shit that are fucking <laughs> yeah. destroying our cities. And they, Bangor they is bad, dude. Me. Like yeah. I, I avoid Bangor at all costs. It's fucking disgusting. I only go That's there to go to BAM, the bookstore is the only reason I go there. Or sometimes I get sushi to place. I'm not supposed to get sushi at. Yeah. I just, it, I don't have any pity for him, but I digress. Uh, we all grew the same way. I have the same mentality. Nobody is going to fucking outwork this guy. Nobody. I love that about you, dude. It gets, Brody, it gives me like quarter chubbed, almost half chubbed when we talk about this shit. Because I know you know, you know, we're very, we're very different people, but we're similar in a lot of respects. And in that one respect, dude, you and I fucking work. Dude, no, like, no chip on my shoulder, no bragging it up. It's a fucking just matter of fact. And yeah. it's like, and the, like that and blowing loads are like the two, <laughs> only two things in life that, that bring me joy. You know what I mean? I agree with the blowing like, loads thing. Hell yeah. Like when you're in, like, I don't, I don't work so much nine to five. I more work for myself these days, which is right. weird to say, but That's like, awesome. When, when you're in a 16 hour shift and you're fucking dead at 12 hours and then you hit that second wind, you know what, I, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know like what your you're body talking about, just, dude. your body's like, it's not over. We're not done. Second wind. Come on. Another burst of energy. And you're yeah. just like, let's fucking go. I, I literally do it with every, and it's why you succeeded so quickly with uh, making knives. Like it's taken a few years, but your craft, uh, like your craftsmanship on your, your blades are incredible, bro. And it's because you're willing to just sit there and do it over and over and over and over again. And then you work. You just fucking work. And it's why, like, I'm still really early in my crew. Uh, I don't know. I can't really say I'm a rookie anymore, dude. I've been in it for five going on six years now, which I can't believe. I can't believe that. But it, 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 I just... I'm nothing to write home about, but I put the fucking work into my craft, dude. It's all I think about. It's all I do. I'm obsessed with it, you know, and I can't get enough. And, dude, I've advanced. I've advanced so quickly. 
Um, again, you know, not trying to toot my own horn or anything because it was way better than me. But you get what I mean. I know what you mean. And you've surpassed a lot of artists in the in our local area that started way before you. But I I feel like for us, I don't know. I just had the thought in my head, but I lost it. I'm kind of stoned. But nice. I, we just like, I don't know, man. It's like there's something about. Maybe it's because we witnessed so much bullshit and like bad shit, dark shit when we were young that like a lot of things that would discourage a normal person are nothing. Oh, I if yeah. I fuck up a grind, I I decide in that moment, can it be fixed? Yes, okay, then I fix it. Can it be fixed? No, start over. It is what it is. I make extra blanks every time just in case. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if I have a custom order for a chef knife, I'll make two. Right. That's what you and gotta then, do. Yeah, and it, like I don't finish the second one, but the blank is heat treated and ready to grind and it's there in case something gets fucked up. I wish I could do that with tattoos, like I'll stencil it on the forearm, but also the leg. And I'm like, ah <laughs> listen, I fucked yeah. this one up. We're going we're moving down to the leg now. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> it's gotten to the point with a tattoo it's so funny, dude. So I'm a portrait artist. I can look at anything and and, and draw it. You know, and I can get it pretty fucking close. And so when I translate that to tattooing, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a copier. I, I design my own shit. I'm not saying I copy everyone else's designs, but I like to have a reference and then I copy that shit and I try to hit it note for note. And then um, as a result of that kind of training, illustrating is a little bit difficult for me. Mind you, I'm further into my career so I can illustrate a bit better, you know, and, and make drawings. But uh, when I'm drawing on paper, Dude, I get like I draw blanks. I'm like, fuck, how do, how do I illustrate this one spot? And then I have to go look at a reference or even trace sometimes to get like the, the shapes right. I've done so many tattoos now and I love performing clutch that if I wipe away my stencil or I hit the wrong thing or it just doesn't look right, uh, kind of the same thing you just said. I look at it and I'm like, can I repair this or do I have to like shade off of it to hide it? You know, and then I go in there and I don't think and I find a lot of times I'm just freehanding like, you know, certain spots of the tattoo, like needle to ink cup to skin. I don't even think twice about it when it's in skin and I typically come through and it looks great. But then when I do it on paper, I I, I think myself to death. You, you know what I mean? But performing, mm-hmm. I just for whatever reason, I, I'm, I'm able to do it clutch in the moment. Well, no, I'm I'm like that with knives too. Uh, a lot of makers will completely draw out their knives, like 100% fucking draw every detail of the knife before they make it, and I don't. Oh, you I, just wing I, it, I, huh? I just fucking I know the profile and I go for it, and what I get is what I get. That's pretty cool, man. I can totally see that methodology from them sketching out a design because it's, you know, it's art. You're making a sculpture, so you want to have a sketch. You want to know what direction you're going. It's no different than drawing a picture. You sketch the idea, and then you go do it. Um, That's pretty rad that you do that, man. Yeah, who was it? Was it Michelangelo who said, uh, somebody was asking him about his marble sculptures, and he said, the sculpture's already in the marble. I'm just removing material to reveal it. Oh, that's cool, man. I uh, I haven't heard that, but that's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of the same deal because I like I know roughly what I want the end product to look like, but sometimes they don't come out that way. Sometimes right. you know I fuck up or it just it doesn't look right when I finish it, or you know what I mean, and yeah. it turns into something totally different. 
That's uh, oh, dude, that's cool. I didn't realize you did that. I figured you must like sketch it out. But if you've done the same like uh, style of blade a bunch of times, you remember the process, then you can get mm -hmm. through it. You do one. You made me one. I just don't know the name of it. It's the larger um, kitchen knife. Like you made me that style of knife. What do you, what do you call that? That would be like a K-tip Gaudo type dude. knife. That one's a little thinner than a traditional K-tip. So a K like they're wider all the way up towards the tip, and then they slope down. That one has a taper that goes all the way down. And then uh, I like that style better dude, than the thicker one. Like that's the style you just made for uh, what's his face, the UFC fighter, right? Anthony Smith. Yeah, Anthony shout Smith. out to Anthony Lionheart Smith. Yeah, hell yeah, God, such a that knife was fucking beautiful, dude. That's a great knife, but uh, it's such a slick looking kitchen knife, man. Like uh, I love mine, the one you made. I love for him. I love that handle, dude. It uh, it looks so good. Um, and then that centerpiece you put on like the top of it, you know, whatever you call like the indentation that you grind into it. Uh, it's called a fuller. Is that for a function or just uh, like the 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 cosmetics? Some would say it's for food release, but you're not really getting any food release that high up on the blade right? because it's up towards the spine. Um, it makes the pinch grip a little more comfortable. Cause you know how we hold chef knives because we cooked. We pinch grip them. Yeah. Um, so then your fingers are in those grooves, and it's just a little more comfortable. But really, it's just it looks beautiful. It's cool. Yeah. It looks cool. It does, man. And it, you always get it straight down the pike. It, it looks so good, man. So good. Thanks, man. That's a result There's of a, hard work, oh, man. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I just do them, and, like, I never gave it a second thought. And a lot of makers compliment me on them, like guys who have been making knives a lot longer than me. And I'm like, well, you could do it. Just yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know. That's what I tell when anybody's like, oh, I wish I could do this, that. I'm like, e e the only reason you're not is because you don't really want to, you know, because if you wanted to, you would just do. It's so easy to do. Just what you're doing is probably hard, but all you have to do is do it. And then it mm -hmm. really isn't hard if you just do it. So just wake up and do. Um, you're not going to succeed in life. And, and some people don't want to succeed. You know, they don't want to grow. But the people that do. You can get in your own way if you think too much, but you just have to wake up and fucking do it. Nobody's going to hold your hand. Your neighbor's not going to wake up and help you. Your neighbor doesn't give a fuck. You might have a good like rapport with your family and neighbors, but those people wake up to succeed for themselves and their families. And if it's them, you, and the bone, they're going to try to get the bone. So you got to wake up and seize the fucking day and just outwork everybody and you can get it. At this point in my career where I'm really starting to blow up and feel success, whenever I watch like a speech of an athlete and they're like, I didn't do it myself, but I walked this fucking road. Just do it. Your dreams can come true. I'm like, damn, you're right. All you got to do is fucking do it. If you build it, they will come, man. And uh, anybody can pursue their dreams. Anybody. Just work, dude. Just work. That's all you got to do. Just work. Yeah. That's work. Some, pe some people don't believe it so much that they think a nine to five is like the only way you can make something happen. Right. And that fucking drives me nuts. I'm yeah. so, my wife is learning now after being with me for, she had that mentality for a long time and she's starting to learn. She, like I'll, I'll reach a milestone and she'll like apologize to me in private in the bedroom. She'll be like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry for? And she's like, I doubted you about, you know, this and that and you did it and it fucking 
I was wrong. I, <laughs> no. Bro, I bet along the way you've doubted yourself. I bet while you're making knives, even after getting good at it, you know, you're like, I wow. still do. Yeah, you're like, every I day. I suck. You get imposter syndrome, right? You don't feel like you deserve this. Dude, I do it every day. It, it, I could be told how great I am at tattooing. And I just, I feel like sometimes I pick the wrong career and I'm fucking up. When I know I didn't, I love this and I know I'm going to do it the rest of my life and succeed. But there are days, and so it's easy for someone else to doubt it when they're not going to go all in, because I doubt it, and I'm fucking all in. You know, it's just human, yeah. it's human nature. But Imposter syndrome's a big issue for me. Be, like, take small engines, for example. I started self-taught, just like with everything else. It's the only way I learned. And I was, I had three master certifications and had been doing it two years full-time, professionally before i was comfortable calling myself a mechanic wow so i was master certified three times over with different companies and i was still like am i a mechanic <laughs> is, right yeah am i you know like it, is it <clears throat> am i a poser if i say that i am it's hard for me still like with knife making i've got i'm i'm slowing down right now so i've got i'm down to like three or four orders and i don't have a bulk batch so I'm starting to like, where, like, is this the end? Is my fucking career over? Am oh, I never going to get any orders? You know what I'm talking about? I know like, exactly what you're talking about. The, uh, the, the last two weeks of December, I had planned anyways to take it easy. Not a vacation, but just work a little bit. Dude, it got slow, like slow the week before Christmas this year and then the week after. And I started to sweat, dude. I've never had to advertise. Everything is word of mouth. It was just crickets in my uh, my messenger, right? I am so belligerently busy right now that I can't keep up with it. Like my phone even now is going off like a hundred times because tax returns dropped. Everybody wants their artwork. I'm doing big pieces. So exactly that, dude. But if you were content, and you were like, God, I'm killing it. You wouldn't move forward. You wouldn't try to be the best that you can be every day. So you're supposed to feel those feelings when things slow down. But you're just fine, dude. In a month, you'll be more busy than you want to be, and you'll be so stoked about it, you know? Yeah. I want to pick up another bulk batch. Like, I know I've got a couple that I've talked to people and or have reached out to me, and, like, talks are in the works, but they're not done yet so i don't count on them i don't believe they're gonna happen until the money's in my hand you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean man and so i'm like oh if i could just get another reoccurring bulk patch i could go full-time oh uh, yeah i could I, i'm I, rooting for you i want you to go full-time i want you to, to to quit any other job and just focus 100 100 on this nothing else mm, maybe just be so great do some side shit because sometimes i'll be like dog can you fix my car <laughs> and i can yeah do you know how to put in a uh like a radio <clears throat> what like a cd player i'm gonna get a touch screen from my honda <laughs> yeah i yeah. just i uh when i went to look at how to do it i saw the wires and i went i'm just gonna richie rage and punch something so i can't do it bro you're an artist now, You're matching colors. That's all it is. I'm a dyslexic artist with no patience and a short fuse. <laughs> so you buy the touchscreen. Right. Make sure it fits your model. Mm -hmm. Then you got to buy the dash kit. So the dash trim comes off, and then you buy the kit that replaces the radio with the touchscreen. So right. it looks cool. It looks yeah. legit. Um, and then you just need to buy the wire harness. 
Uh, it's all very, very confusing. Very confusing. We can do it. Yeah. What? What? You can sit in the passenger seat, and I'll sit in the driver's seat, and you can watch me do it. Yeah. That everybody I've asked if they can do it, I'm like, I will yank everything out. You know, all you have to do is just do the wiring part of it, and I'll just put it. You know, I just need help with that one thing because I, I really am dyslexic. I don't joke. Like I am. I'll see. I'll see it. And I'll do it wrong 16 fucking times. Even, even if I've checked it three or four times, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I do it. And then I'm like, you're, it's you're overthinking it. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's, it's matching colors. The harnesses, the yellow wire gets spliced into the yellow wire on the car. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that big, uh, like the white clip with all the colorful wires on it, and then you just match those to it. Oh, okay, yeah. The way you put it now, I'm like, all right, that's probably easier. Anyone listening to this yeah. is like, well, this guy's a fucking douchebag. But I'll bring over some, like, legit electrical connectors with shrink wrap and stuff like that so we can make it look legit. Hell so yeah. if, like, a if a mechanic opens up your dash, they're not like, what's this fucking hack job? Right. You know? Well, that's the thing too. See, I have a client who's a like a, an electrician guy, and I was going to ask him. I found one that will mirror my Android, you know, so whatever is on there, so I could watch my YouTube videos. If I go for a run, I could recover and just fucking watch, you know, a, a YouTube video in my in my car. Or I could turn my car into my little office so if I need some quiet time. I can draw in there and fucking like, you know, type with my keyboard and do everything. But the only way it mirrors uh, the Android is if the parking brake is in lock. And it's like, <laughs> I want to bypass that. You know what I mean? Because I want to maybe, like, if the kids are doing something in the car, I want them to be able to watch, like, YouTube or something. You know what I mean? Even though I don't give, I don't, those, I don't give those motherfuckers yeah, screen time, only in long trips. It depends on, like, <clears throat> if you have electric brakes, that might fuck with your brakes. But uh, what year is your car? 2011? Yeah, 2011. It's probably not electric brakes. It's just a switch. On, is your e-brake a foot pedal? Yeah, it's a foot pedal. Yeah, there's just a switch up under the dash that the pedal hits when it's down, and it turns that light on. Ooh, okay. So if you if you just, like, tape the switch down, the light will always be on, but your e-brake won't be engaged. Yeah. See, I was going to see if someone at Best Buy could do it, and I know they, they wouldn't bypass it, right? I was going to be like, listen, no. I'll give you a Benji. One whole Benji. Just don't tell anybody. But I figured one of you motherfuckers I know, the coolest thing about being a laborer, and I, I, I guess I'm not a laborer, I'm a craftsman. Well, I don't know what you would call it, what I do, but I've met a lot of laborers in this career, and they become my homies, and now like we can trade for shit. And that is the coolest fucking thing about my job. Oh, dude, I do that all the time. Nobody works on small engines. So like my neighbor, I fix all of his stuff, and if I need a fucking hole dug, he drives his excavator over and digs the hole. That's awesome, man. Because his house, it's a rental. He lives further down the road, but uh, his property, the house and where he stores all of his equipment is literally 100 yards from my backyard. Oh, no shit. Does he have tenants in there now? My family, we'll all move in. We'll be your neighbors back there. We can uh, wave at each maybe. other across the yard. I'd be like, oh, what's yeah. up, Mr. Coakley? And we'll just wave at each other. The kids can come and get knocked over by my puppy. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Kendall would love that. She loves dogs. Yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah. He's such a good boy. She's he's so petite, doing though. so good. Yeah, yeah. He's, is he doing better? Is he still pissing on everything? Nope, nope. He tells us when he's got to go out now. And with puppies, it's an age thing. They physically can't hold their bladder until they're about the age he's at now. And mm. he was, he would like go scratch at the door and then piss on the floor in front of the door. That's progress. Yeah, you fuck know? yeah. The he the first week we had him, he'd pee wherever he was sitting. He's like, oh, I got to pee. 
you know, he's just what huge. puppies do. He looks fucking big, dude, in your uh, Instagram dude, photos. He, he's 30 pounds. He's 14 weeks old. Holy shit. He's as big as my 15-month-old son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got, like, freakishly huge paws. Oh. Yeah. Jessica keeps saying, oh, I feel like I was lied to about how big this dog's going to get. How big did you do you think he's going to get, or what did you originally yeah. think? He'll be bigger than Carolyn. Oh, wow. I figured he'd yeah, be like she, a 50-pound dog. I didn't think he'd be bigger than that. No, he'll be an 80, 90-pound dog. That's a big dog, dude. They're wow. tall dogs. They're tall and lean, so he'll be he'll be a big boy. Oh, good for you, man. Dude, his, his bark, it's so fucking funny. Hold on, I'll play it on the show. Does he get along better with the other dogs now? Like, are they all kind of uh, meshing? He, him and Carolyn love each other, and we knew that was going to happen. Carolyn, that's why we got him now because she's getting old, right? Um, and she's the she's the best big sister. Yeah, she's but a she nurturer. puts him. In, yeah, dude, she puts him in. She puts him in check when he needs to be in check, and when he doesn't need to be in check, she loves him. And they cuddle and they give each other kisses and all that shit. Georgia, she only likes him when they're outside. Right. Um, they, they get to run around and play. Yeah. Wow, look at the mess you make. Everywhere you go, and you're biting me and shit. <laughs> he's got, like, it's, it sounds like he's been smoking for 50 years. That's awesome, dude. I want a fucking dog so bad. I just have a cat. Blue, I just have this thing for hounds, dude. I don't know what it is. Well, you're a dog guy, man. You love your dogs. You'd probably have five or six more dogs if you could. Yeah, if I was single and work from home. Yeah, hell yeah. The wife won't allow anymore. Three's the max for her, which I don't blame her. Bro, that's three's a lot, a lot to deal with. Work. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. to deal with. That's why. But we, we have a fenced-in yard, so like when they start, because they'll get each other worked up. Yeah. Yeah, and then Carolyn will join in and fucking they'll team up on one of them or whatever. We just open the back door and they run outside. And Yeah, fucking right, dude. Yeah, fenced-in yard's the way to go. Yeah, if if I had a yard that I owned, I would fence it in, get some dogs. But uh, none of us have time. The lady's doing a real estate, and she's fucking crud, dude. She's the the top seller of the all the people that came in at the same time is uh, when she started. And uh, she has no fucking time. She's learning now too. She used to give me so much shit. She'd be like, "Why are you working so much?" Blah, and it's like. First, I have like 11 kids, motherfucker. That's why I'm working. Second, you know, uh, <laughs> when you work for yourself, Jesus, I thought working in the real world was hard. You know, when you work for yourself, you, n now that I, I I own what I do tattoo-wise, I'm the fucking janitor, the accountant, you know, the receptionist, the appointment scheduler, the fucking treasurer, all of it, dude. You know, and then like the last thing that I get to do is tattoo the fun part. Now that she works for herself, she totally starts it. She's like, wow. And I'm like, told you, motherfucker. You didn't want to listen. Yeah. Uh, What's up? Can't just sit around and watch murder mysteries. Yeah, nope. Uh, but she's a go-getter, dude. Uh, my bae's a doer. She's a doer bae. She's fucking crushing it. I'm going to make her buy me a Xbox. Every time she posts, it's a different property. And I'm like, damn, that means the other one's sold. Dude, she really, really is hustling and bustling, dude. Like, she's going to succeed. That woman's going to make a lot of money. She'll have a reality show. She'll eventually have investment properties. She she fucking, she's not going to stop. She's just like us, dude. It's why my lady and I can bump heads sometimes, because she's a fucking savage, a thoroughbred fucking savage. 
and uh, nothing gets where, in her way, dude. Where did her trauma come from? All kinds of horrible fucking things. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but she, she she's, <laughs> she's tough, dude. She's uh she's probably the toughest person I know. I can't lie. She's uh she scares me. But uh she's I know, uh, I don't get it. I don't get the being scared of your bay part. She is fucking I'll be like, hey honey, and she'll be like and that's fire. That's just fire flying everywhere but uh no dude she's so radical she's such a great lady she uh she works so fucking hard dude she's gonna be one of the best in the in the real estate thing one of the best i believe in her i think it's so funny that we handle our bays differently yeah yeah if uh when my bay's mad i'm like that's cool (laughs) i'm going away now if i was i'll see you later buying a dog and my bay went well she looked nice and i'm like yeah she's got a fat ass whatever you said I would have <laughs> puncture wounds in my throat. <laughs> she would stab me repeatedly to death. Yeah, your bay is more jealous than my bay. And my woman, my wife, she knows what I like. Right. She knows that if there's a fucking big juicy ass in front of Ryan, he's going to look at it. My wife. And it's not a, it's not a disrespect thing. It's like, hmm. It's just that's instinct. That's like the 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 inner animal, you know, trying to like keep the human race going. My bay knows that like there's no other female on the planet, just her, just her, only one. (laughs) Hold on, I gotta grab a drink. Yeah, of course, man. I'll uh, sit here and talk to myself. I'm gonna narrate what I see. So, uh, we got a recliner, little uh, microphone, and Coakley's in some wood, and we're back. Oh, you're describing my shop to people? Yeah, we got a board and some wires, some rusty-looking shit. Uh, a Mario blanket for my doggies. Was that a chainsaw hanging in the corner, dude? All fucking Evil Dead style? Yes, nice. That's a uh, uh, Homelite 26LCS. It's the second gas-powered chainsaw Homelite ever made. Nice, dude. I've got two of them. Fuck yeah. Do you, uh, do you do, uh... With your reels, do you post shorts on uh, YouTube with your reels? No, no, but I probably should because they pay you for them now. Yeah, well, they're trying to keep up with TikTok, you know, so everyone's going to the, the, the store. My least favorite thing about social media and the algorithm is how much of a whore everyone's come. So clearly Instagram and all these platforms will fucking share your shit and put you in the algorithm if you can keep people on there. Like, you know, you got to give the crack. I wish it was more just like your talent. Like, I hate that you have to post on schedules and post 30 fucking times a day so everybody gets their fix. So you get in the algorithm when it's like, let me just fucking post, you know, when I want to. Let me just be me doing it. If I post twice a week, who gives a fuck? Just put me out there, you know. But if you want to stay in the game with this shit, God, you get to post 16 fucking times a day. You got to do. I don't have time for all that shit, you know. But if you want to do stuff, they want you got to make time. They want faces. They want to see your face too. Yeah. Oh. If you post a reel with your face in it, it gets way more traction than one without it. Really? I wonder what it is, mm-hmm. dude. I've noticed that if I if I post a selfie, <clears throat> it does do well. That, that being said, I I kill it on Facebook, but that's all organic, dude. I my Facebook following is from all my clients and everybody local. And so, dude, I do really well there, but I've been building rapport with people, shaking their hands like one-on-one, doing it the old-fashioned way, and then they go like the page. Instagram, I'm not going to say it eludes me. We've talked about it before, but I just, 
Like I just made my first Instagram post on my tattoo page in like four months. You know, I just don't. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. IG's global. Yeah. And your business isn't global. No. And I'm competing with like the best tattoo artists in the world, dude. You know, people putting workout that just crushes me. So why would they bump my tattoo, my shitty tattoo? You know, uh, up in the algorithm against all these crazy, beautiful tattoos. Not that my tattoos are shitty and not beautiful. Well, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's levels to every game. Yeah, and I'll get there, you know, but like, geez, dude. It's hard trying to so be. I'll send you tattoos that I find on Instagram. And I'm like, look at this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you... um, that guy in Italy. The fuck's his name? Uh... Luigi Monsi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Dude, he his portrait work is like looks like he took a picture and stamped it on you. Yeah, you got to watch out though. Some of them when you look at those and the contrast looks really punchy and uh and the it like the camera itself like the photo the image looks a little bit darker. A lot of artists will use uh, a polarized lens to reduce the glare on the tattoo. But when you do that, it bumps up the contrast and kind of puts like a tint over the tattoo that isn't true to what the tattoo looks like. So some of those realism, it really looks crazy good because of that. that feel. Not that the tattoo isn't well done, but it, it gives it that little bit of extra oomph, you know, that you're not going to get uh, real life out of it. But yeah, you should do that. Uh, yeah, I've thought about it, but I like to be a purist with my tattoos. Like, the picture I take yeah. is what the tattoo looks like, you know? Um, but at the same time, when you're trying to whore yourself out on Instagram, just fucking do it. Knife makers do it all the time. You can make a pretty shitty knife look really awesome on a camera. Yeah. Of all the knife makers that I, like, follow from the Brodown IG now and then my, my Lunchbox, they, they do. They come up with some clever ways to fucking take pictures of those knives. Mm, I'm really bad at it. I There's only, like, t two spots in my shop where the light is right. Right. If you ever want to use the studio, bro, we can set up and just take pictures of your knives, bro. It takes eight seconds to, to get a great dynamic photo. Um, we should. I'm, like, two generations past the knives that are on my website. Right. <laughs> so it's, like, like, the knives I make now blow the ones that are examples on my website out of the water. We can do very dynamic lighting and do cool stuff uh, and get great photos of those, man. It doesn't take long at all. But I like that you just post what you're doing, dude. That's what it should be about. Like, uh, I find it to be, and I don't mean this across the board, like the people doing it are cheap, but the methodology of trying to schedule your Instagram posts and how am I going to get the lighting here? What am I going to do there? And I understand you have to be clever to keep people engaged, but your content should just be you. And so I like that you just post you, man. You don't try to overproduce it. You don't try to be clever. You just are you. And I find that to be great content. It's what you're doing in your shop. And uh, that's what mm -hmm. people should want to see. But I, I get the way the world is gone. I'm like half old fashioned and half love it. You know what I mean? The internet gives us boobs, you know, but rah, I don't want to put the work in Instagram like that kind of shit. You know, I'm not against technology. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been I thought about like getting jacked. <laughs> yeah you know like really getting obsessed with like forming my upper body right and then like being a thirst trap knife maker yeah dude i wish i uh, i wish i was fit my salty bay was in a jealous bay because i do the same thing Be my like, wife wouldn't give a shit <laughs> you'd see one second like oh. of, one second of tattoo and then it would just go to my abs i'm never gonna have you know and uh yeah oh see you don't even have to have abs though 
you just got to be like like cut you know just a little fucking little little bulky Bulky. just flex that and do some magic mic shit while you're making a knife yeah wear nothing but an apron and pants right yeah and cowboy boots yeah yeah i got a baby face so yeah you do man if i got ripped then like my face would thin out so i wouldn't be so fat let's just i do let's just start taking steroids the two of us you know dude Every I day. really wish I could I had a doctor that would prescribe me testosterone. I would take it. I'd shoot it in your ass for you, and then you could shoot it in mine, and then we're just fucking yeah. get ripped. Yeah, hell yeah. No gayness. Just fucking bros helping other bros get shredded. Yeah, dude, so we would be thirst traps. I'll be a tattoo thirst trap. You'd be a knife-making thirst trap. I love that. Yeah, we'll start. We'll lift heavy. Yeah, that custom audio on Instagram. He's like, I wish I had big titties and no talent but I got to go to work, you know, whatever that one is. I, I fucking love that one. Cause it's so true, dude. So fucking true. But dude, them, them girls are making some money. Dude, they make even old bitches are on there doing it. I'm like, you rickety old hoe. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a MILF market. I'm getting old too, bro. I'm almost 40. I like MILFs. Dude. I'm almost 40 as well, but you and I are the youngest in the group, and we look the best. Everyone else looks like shit. You and I got this shit, yeah. bro. We got the baby yeah. face. I'm fat, and I still I still get carded for cigarettes. What? I only I'm get like, carded I got, at the I got hand store. tattoos and shit, and you're carding me for cigarettes? I'm right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Thank you. Yeah, you're not really going too gray, bro. I notice every day uh, when I grow my hair out, dude, I'm fucking, I'm getting gray. I'm also, dude... I, I'm losing it on top. On the back. I'm getting a skullet, bro. It's I'm losing it on top now. It's so sad. It's it's all <laughs> disappearing. Are you coming to terms with it though? I'm accepting it. I'm not gonna like bick my head down to like straight bald. I'm just gonna wear my hair like a number one, maybe a number two when I let it grow out and then just fucking buzz it down again. But yeah. <laughs> Never gonna have long hair ever again, dude. It's gone forever. So Maybe we're all so tough too because we're fucking so hard on each other. Like your hair, for instance. <laughs> Jeff and I have tortured you over your hair for years. Yeah, no, for sure. Like the second it started to bald and it wasn't even bad, you guys told me, and then I just shaved my head for like two years, and I could have had hair that whole time. But uh, now, now the bald is real. I'm really balding. And like. I can't remember what you said that time you were shitting on me and I just put my finger on your bald spot and you could feel skin to skin. <laughs> that broke my heart, dude. I was like, I can f- literally feel the cool, like, cold flesh of your finger on my head. Yeah. But we are fucking wretched to each other. I love it, though. I love it when... You should we- take that hat off, though. You look like... You, your hair looks like Friar Tuck right now. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I've been wearing the beanies because I'm uh, getting a little lazy. I'm growing it out. But the beard, dude, I'm at like two inches on my beard, man. I'm thinking about trimming it, but it's cold out there. I don't want to. I just trim mine down. I. They make like really nice forced air respirators. So it's like a full face hood and it fucking blows clean air into the hood. So you're and it filters it on a pack on your back. That's awesome. But they're like a thousand bucks. That's not awesome. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But if I had one, not only would I not breathe in as much shit as I do, but I could keep my beard long. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got to keep that shit down so you can. Mm-hmm. You're probably so still sucking in a bunch of it. it. It couldn't possibly seal with the beard, right? 
No, dude. Last time, so I had the beard, and then I cut up that last batch of fifty with the fucking angle grinder, which makes a shitload of dust. My arms were black, and then I took my mask off, and I went in the house, and my whole fucking under the mask was black. Oh Boogers, no! Fucking yeah, I was like, oh, I just breathed in a lot of cancer. God damn, dude. I worry about you and all the shit you're doing in there. Yeah, I know. Smoking, I fucking smoke a pack a day now, too, so it's like, that's probably not helping. Boy, a whole pack of cigarettes a day? God uh-huh. damn. Motherfuckers eating jerky for breakfast, getting high and shit. You're a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a healthy man. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Talking about getting ripped, it's probably never going to happen. Dude, I just noticed that you're plugging the old Ryan Chadbourne Knife Works on the uh, the hoodie, man. I got to get some uh, Lunchbox tattoo hoodies, dude. Shit. I don't have a logo. Make one. Uh, for whatever reason, when I made our logo for the Rodown Showdown, I was just, you had just left the shop, and then I was sitting here, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have the best idea. And then it, it came together, and I love that logo. Um, trying to do Joel and I's logo for 420, I just can't fucking think of anything. And then, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything for my uh, my lunchbox page. But I'm so used to being told what to make. Does that happen to you with knives? Do, like people are like, "Hey, I want this specific style of knife," or do you just get the the run of the mill when people ask? Uh, a lot of people choose knives that I've already made. They're like, "I want one like this," which uh. is nice. Usually when it's a very like original, unique idea from somebody who doesn't make knives, it's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, I can't do that. What, like, what do they ask for, man? They're like, I want a hook and then some fucking like a serrated edge. I want like swirls ground in it and like all kinds of weird shit. Or like they want something that would functionally not work. Oh, right. Like, like I could make it, but it's not going to do anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could just make a knife for show. Have you made any just show knives? Yep. Yeah. I made a show cleaver for the restaurant. Oh, hell yeah. They just put it on display there. Mm-hmm. And Beck's knife that he got a while back, Ryan Beck. Shout out to Ryan Beck Fitness. Whatever. I heard he just, that. I, I, uh, someone told me recently that Beck, uh, did some jujitsu with one of the Gracies. Royce. Oh, no shit. How, how the yeah. hell did he get to Royce Gracie, man? Do you know? He lives in Miami. Or Fort Lauderdale. Oh, wow. Well, good for him. Shit, man. That's incredible. Do you it's say fa- you famous a people are in nice areas. We're just like, we don't understand it because no famous people come here. Yeah. No, if they do, it's like John Travolta. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, he goes to his fucking gated-in house mansion on the ocean that you can't even get to so yeah and that house is gay as fuck dude it's uh it, it is not decorated well it's john travolta yeah yeah it is it is dude, not we... pretty but jesus it's expensive that's an expensive ass house there's some houses in maine like people don't even realize man there's a four million dollar house in dedham yeah, dude, out in Newport, uh, there's like a lake out in Newport. Uh, there's a couple million, two, three, four million dollar houses out there, bro. Rate rated yeah. neighborhoods with just shit little houses, like it. Which good for those shit little houses because that fucking billion dollar house raises the property value for everybody on that street. In the tax, yeah, but yeah, it's um, we uh, guy we both know. He installed like rain gutters for a living. 
and went to houses and on the coast that like you had to sign a fucking non-disclosure agreement to like even even work on the house right like one of them they weren't allowed to look the homeowner in the eye (laughs) that that's some rich people peasant shit there like you can come on my house look down don't look at anything but the floor don't make eye contact Mm -hmm. that's fucking hilarious Um, we got a call at bradstreet one day they were like will you bring it was like two fifteen sixteen thousand dollar commercial mowers and they were like, will you drive them two hours and demonstrate them for us? And the boss is like, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah, what's, like, what's the address? And so he Google earthed it and they had a fucking helicopter pad and shit. Holy shit. He was like, yeah, I'll be down. Yeah, but I mean, even I would, dude, I wouldn't do that. Like I ain't demonstrating shit. You got some fucking money. Rich people don't want to spend money, dude. Um, I have some contractor clients that work out on the coast and they, they'll do shit for like the richest houses out there and they get stiffed all the time, dude. The more, see, the more money I, I want to make money, bro, you know, but I don't want to become one of those fucking cunts. I would have never worked. I, uh, <clears throat> or let me rephrase that. I worked at a place here in Maine. It was a pest control company and we had to go to like rich people houses you know what I mean? If I had to sign a thing where I couldn't look at the homeowner in the eye or look in the, I'd just fucking leave. I mean, blow me, you fucking pretentious prick. And then I'd just bounce out of there. <laughs> um, but like your job, when they're like, hey, will you demonstrate these? Like, are you going to give us some fucking money for it? You know, because it costs money to drive that shit all the way down there. Labor, gas, everything, man. You know? Yeah. That house where they made him sign the NDA, they got solid copper gutters put on the entire house. Copper gutters. Copper. Just Moscow mules floating down the side of the house. Yeah, solid copper gutters. What is like the, the fucking thing. point of that? Just for, like, to, to look at it, to see what it looks like? Yeah, they yeah they look good. They'll patina and turn, like, a nice green color. Yeah, like the Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, he said that house had a fucking bowling alley in it. That's so dumb. Unless you like bowling. Like, I'm Apparently they love bowling. Because had a bowling alley in it. That's so weird. You guys want to come over to my house and bowl? And then when you're rich like that and you have laborers not looking you in the eye, do you invite your family over? Or are you just a rich, pretentious cunt, you know? Like, could you imagine your mom coming up? Mom, don't look me in the eyes. Here's some booties for your socks so you don't get my floor dirty. Now go bowl. I told you to bowl. I'm going to watch you bowl in my alley. Slurp. Slam that fucking coffee. I've been munching fucking Slim Jims this whole episode. Oh, my God. How many do you think you've eaten? That's all I've eaten today and some soda. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Do breakfast of champions. You inhaling uh, some but fucking sugar-free soda. Uh, there's probably some sort of something sugar in there. There's corn syrup at oh, least. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure. It, ta- it tastes good. So Hell, yeah, dude. Motherfuckers. Inhaling shit, oh. smoking a pack a day, having some Slim Jims. Breakfast of champions, bro. It's amazing I have as much energy as I do. Yeah, that that I can't get rid of. Even when I'm fucking exhausted, I have energy. Yeah, I'll snack. Like, I don't eat all day. I snack a little bit in the morning. Like, if I have to work, I'll get a breakfast sandwich or whatever. Right. And then I won't, I won't eat again till dinner. I try not to eat all fucking day and then just, like, eat at nighttime. You know, I'm not going to say intermittent fasting because that's a fad, but I try to do that, but... uh. 
Come these winter months, dude, I just get fat, bro. I, I get so fucking cold, my body just begs me for calories. But as soon as it gets hot out, dude, I don't want to eat anything. That's so weird to hear from you because I believe you're the one who coined the term, if you ain't fit, you ain't shit. I, I didn't coin that. That's If I said that, I was joking, and that's hilarious. I just don't remember saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fit like I used to. I can still run, dude. <laughs> Um, I'm having some trouble with my knees, man. I, I uh, tore a, a ligament in my knee uh, in August, and uh, I was having a great fucking year running too, man. And uh, it's been five, six months now. I have tried to get back into it, and it seems as though the knee that I've never had a problem with, I start jogging, dude, and I can't even get into a full like run. Uh, my knee starts to ache, and it's it's like an ache that I can't run through. I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking hurts, and I have to stop. And so as results, uh, that, fuck, I went back to lifting weights because my calorie intake is so high and I'm not burning it off running. So I'm like, fuck, I'll I'm just getting fat. You, bro. Yeah, I do. Uh, I've been lifting, so I'm a, I'm a bit thicker now, but I, I want to get my weight down to like 150. When I'm gangly and you think I'm a junkie, I'm the fittest person in the room. It's so funny. <laughs> Everyone's like, you're too skinny. And I'm like, what? I can run fucking 10 miles right now without stretching. Like, come on, I'm fit. But... I went back and looked at some photos of myself at like 150, 149, and I'm like, dude, I do look Told pretty. You. I look pretty junky. Like it's the tattoos, and I'm white, so being that skinny, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like, told you, man. Me and Jeff both told you. You you look ridiculous. You need to eat some cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, it's just the running. I get, to, I, you know, you, you know how it is. I get obsessed, man. Just like you get obsessed I know. with shit. So I I fucking, you know. I, I'll run 30, 40 miles a week, and the next thing I know, I'm, like, fucking teeny, dude. Because uh, right now, I'm 175. My body just wants wow. to be at 175. That's where, I, like, I naturally just go and just kind of stay there. But I'm, I, I'm settled in at 245. Oh, wait. God damn, you're so much better. I forget, because I've known you so long, I forget how fucking big you are, dude. You're a big guy. I'm thick. I'm 5'9", dude. What are you, 6'1"? Six? Six, six foot. Yeah, dude. Six foot two forty. That's a big fucking dude, man. It's like a short linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, but when I don't have a shirt on, I look like I'm melted ice cream. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's some slim gyms. I've I've always had muscle mass though. You, I've tattooed you, man. Your arms are fucking huge, dude. Remember that time uh, when you were living with Joel and you had all the weights in the living room in Becky's trailer? Yeah, out yeah. In Levant. And I walked in, I picked up that dumbbell, and I curled it a few times and set it down. You're like, what the fuck? You're like, I, I've been trying to curl that for six fucking months. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I think I had fit, because uh, what you're talking about is a dumbbell that you can put plates on, you know? And I think mm -hmm. I had 50 pounds on there, and I literally, and mind you, at that time, I was like a buck 50. I was really small. I'm trying to throw up a 50-pound weight, you know, and curl it, and I could only do it like once or twice on each arm. And you were just like, whip, 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 whip. And I'm like, suck a dick, <laughs> <laughs> It's different. I'm just built. I'm bigger than you. Um, yeah. But Dresser, our buddy Adam. Oh, God. He's, he's a fucking dude. He's a fucking monster. He's been in the 300 club since he was a teenager, man. That guy's fucking. But uh, sadly, he doesn't work out anymore. But he's he's residually fucking huge. He is a big fucking guy, man. Dude, his cat. And we're not talking like he's he's got a dad bod, but he's nowhere near fat. You know what I mean? He's he, not a fat dude. He's just a thick fucking Viking. He power lifted just, and, and did pro wrestling for years, and he power lifted for years, bro. He took pride in that shit. 
Um, his calves are bigger than my thighs. They're huge. They're great to tattoo. His calves? Yeah, they're fucking ginormous, bro. Yeah. He comes in the shop with shorts on. I'm like, God damn, dude. I'm it, like, look at your legs. He <laughs> he literally looks like one of those people that injects like fucking like goo into their body so it looks all swole, but it that's just his legs. Yeah. I never yeah. lifted to be huge, man. I've lifted like my entire life. I probably just lifted to be vain. So I just had to, so I was vascular and like good looking. You know what I mean? So I wasn't too skinny. But then when running took over, God damn, I just don't give a fuck about, I get nothing out of lifting weights other than the pump. I don't feel good. When I run, dude, shit happens to me. Like I fucking love going for runs. Um, but I try to keep fit. Uh, my job too, the way I have to tattoo and be at weird angles, I got to try to stay fit, uh, you know, so I can, sometimes I'm standing and just crouched over for four or five hours. You know, I got to be able to take it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been lifting a fair bit more here, but I can't get my diet right, dude. Like even now I'm like, oh, if we stop this thing in the next few minutes, I got a half an hour to get a fucking McGriddle. Right. Yeah. When you work as much as we do though. Yeah. It's like, you don't have time to fucking it's not even time like i could make the time i don't want to make the time to fucking chop up a hundred vegetables and fucking you know no i got shit grill to it do. Up. i got shit to do yeah i want i want to eat this food as fast as possible and get back to what i'm doing 100 percent, bro i uh i fit so much into my day like today i have a tattoo like i gotta stop this in a few minutes because i have a tattoo coming in at 11 I'm going to tattoo this dude till four or five, and then I'm doing another two or three hours of tattooing on a, someone else after that. I'm going to go home. I'm going to draw all fucking day, cause I've, or all night, rather, because I have a huge day session tomorrow that I haven't drawn for yet. And then uh, I'm booked out through the whole rest of the weekend. I got to keep banging out these long days, go home, draw for the next day, get back into it, and bang, dude. It's a chaotic schedule, but I fucking love it, dude. I love being under the gun for whatever reason. Mm. I, I maybe it's because we worked in kitchens because I, I yeah. thrive off chaos, dude. Controlled chaos. Yeah, me too, man. That's what I met my best. And that's what cooking on a line is like. It's controlled chaos. I could do so much better now because I have uh, so much more control over the Richie Rage. You know, I could I could <laughs> I could handle working on a line now because I accept, you know, the 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 good and bad of it all. It's where when I was young, dude, when I when you said we were 23 I went, no wonder I was pissed. I was, my balls just dropped. You know what I mean? That's testosterone, dude. My 17-year-old son will be like, dude, I'm getting angry at this, and I'm losing my temper here or there. And I'm like, I, I can't just say it to him. You have to say, like, good dad things to him, good wholesome dad things. But my mind, I'm like, bro, you're 17. Your balls just dropped. That's called testosterone, dude. You know what I mean? You probably, like, want to fuck. That's, that's, that's just testosterone, you know? You got to learn yeah. how to fucking evenly distribute that shit, you know, instead of taking hits. And that won't it. go away till you're 45. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, which is funny because we were just talking. I would love to inject a bunch of testosterone into my thigh and just get fucking old guy ripped. Do you think that's a guy thing? Because I agree and I miss the feeling I had when I was younger, when I was younger, I had all the energy in the world. Fucking. I could not drink water for a month. Yeah. And, and, and you know what I mean? Like my metabolism was super high and I, yeah. you know, like 
you just felt better. You were young. You fucking had so much testosterone pumping through you. You were fucking unstoppable. And I just want that feeling back. My <clears throat> my brain still feels that way, and I have that internal energy, but my, my body can't keep up. And I'm noticing because uh, I've always done athletics, man. I, I am just slowing down in a few areas. I just see it, you know, and I'm like, fuck, man. I, I can't believe it's happening. Or like, I was just talking about my knees fuck, dude, my knees hurt. You know, I, I, I want to run the rest of my life, but there is a give and take there. Like, fucking, hey, dude, my knees ache now, and it never used to be that bad. Um, oh, dude, my joints are fucked up. But if we took testosterone, dude, we get those thirsty-ass viewers on Instagram, right? And then everything would just feel good. Yeah. Yeah. My wife would probably want to have sex with me again. <laughs> You'd be like, baby, I look like a half-melted ice cream with fucking giant veiny arms. Oh. She'd be like, how did you get jacked in three weeks? You'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch this cream I've got over here. My, uh, my bae is like, don't you dare do fucking steroids. I'm like, nah, I I'm just not going to tell you, but there will be hints. <laughs> She'll be caressing my abs. <laughs> she won't even notice. She'd be like, how the fuck did you get these? Don't ask get questions. Back, back acne and your balls disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd your balls go? Why are you extra bald and angry? <laughs> Oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. I, that. There's that give and take, dude. If I take steroids, I'm kissing all the hair. Goodbye, man. It's just going to go. Dude, fuck it, man. You'll be jacked. Yeah. You just shave it bald and your fucking head veins will pop out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of jack bald dudes, Greg Hardy got knocked out. Oh, dude, when you sent me that, it, it may, I hate to have to root against someone so bad that I'm happy they got KO'd, but fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. He got knocked out by a guy from Portland, Maine. Fuck nice. yeah. He looked way out of shape, too, as opposed because Greg Hardy's a fucking specimen. Yeah. He's also a woman-beating piece of shit. He was, dude, he was dirty in the NFL. It, like, dirty as fuck. He could have had a great career in the NFL. He was dirty. And then I'm not going to say he fought dirty, except what was, there was one fight where he took some puffs of an inhaler, like, in between, you know. He's like, I didn't know yeah, I was supposed I to do that. I have asthma. And it's like, bitch, there's cocaine or some shit in that. You can't puff on an inhaler in between rounds. Yeah, dude, what was in it? Because clearly that last round he came out and he was fucking, you know, slamming another jerky, son. Shit. They're the miniature ones. Fuck you. Yeah. Is that a Slim Jim? Mm-hmm. Let's get this shit sponsored by Manscaped and fucking Slim Jims, dude. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Cause I got this fucking thing right here, dude. Can you see it? Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that a Randy Savage Colt 45? Yeah, dude. I fucking love that hat. That's badass. I think, ah, fuck. But, I don't know if Joel got it for me or Jeff. Cause some of my little trinkets here came from Jeff. Saved you the emblem off the steering wheel of the murder Paula. I looked at that this morning, dude. I, uh, I have it here at the shop. I love that thing. It's actually right here. You can see, uh, not that anybody can see this, but if you see how, uh, like, dented, can you see that? That's I flattened it out a little bit. Yeah, my car pissed me off, so I punched it a bunch of times. I bet that airbag, <laughs> I bet that airbag never would have deployed. I bet I broke it, dude. <laughs> Richie has a rage issue, and we call it the Richie Rage Out. Used to. So, like, periodically I'll get in his car and, like, Buttons will be smashed off his door, and I'm like, what happened there? <laughs> it didn't work, so I 
fucking just yanked it out, dude. I, I'm way better with that shit now, man. I'm, I'm dead. The older you get, the more you calm down. I didn't want to believe old people when they told me that, but it, it's true. It is. <laughs> that, so the murder Paula we were just talking about was a 2008 black Chevy Impala. Oh, I and Richie car. owned it for a long... Yeah, dude. Richie owned it for a long time, then he sold it to me. And uh, that car looked like it had been rolled 50 times. And it was all because I couldn't get a rotor on, so I fucking front door kicked the fucking <laughs> the, the side panels and shit. <laughs> yeah I once uh, I couldn't that car was such a beater dude but I put like 200,000 miles on it but uh there was once uh one of my tires it would get cold down it would just go flat and so uh, I filled up the tire with this portable you know like plug-in like filler upper thing and uh, I just tossed it in the back seat when I was done and it went right across the seat and hit the window and just shattered it that was the <laughs> I uh, I got pulled over by a sheriff at nighttime once, which was bullshit. He pulled me over and he's like, I noticed you didn't shut your high beams off for me. And I was like, what? My high beams weren't even on. And then he just fucking shit. He was like, dude. And then he just walked around my car <laughs> and like checked the tires, checked all. He's like, how's this thing even on the fucking road? And I'm like, you're a cunt sheriff. Leave me alone. When I bought that car from you, it had like, 300,000 miles on it. Oh, God. I know a lot. I put a lot of miles on that thing, dude. And when I sold it to a demolition derby. Oh, that's so awesome. It had 340-something thousand miles on it. To Viking Funeral, that Impala. And, I, dude, I had mm -hmm. that Impala for like four or five years, so I can't believe I kept it on the road as long as I did. And then the Hyundai I did better with. There was one huge... Uh, dent in the rear panel like on the the the, the passenger side in the rear because i was trying to get a rotor on and off and i just it was like rusted on and i was doing it myself and i just fucking freaked out and punched the side of the car a bunch of times but that's the worst i did to that one but i i put a hundred and thirty thousand miles on that one so as bad as i am with my vehicles fuck dude i put some miles on them oh you use them dude yeah the murder paula was just a piece of shit yeah oh yeah it was <laughs> Dude, that I, car was so unsafe. I got pulled like over every day in that car. Every day. I wouldn't. I never got pulled over in it, which that's, is so weird because I drove it for like two years. That's hilarious. I uh, I uh, literally got pulled over every day in that car. Like something new would break on the car, and I would have to decide if like it mattered or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna fix that. Like seriously, the exhaust. All that was holding the exhaust together was heat tape and like a leather belt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I fix, I welded that because I hate a loud exhaust. Yeah. But I got the uh, the SUV now, dude. I baby that thing. I put cruise control in sixty. I don't try to go fast. It's <clears throat> a nice whip, dude. I fucking wash it every day. I got a little vacuum for it. Go nuts. I beat the shit out of my Subaru. But I'm gonna drive that Subaru to the fucking wheels fall off, fucking and then right. I'm hoping. By that time, I'll, I'm probably going to buy a truck, yeah. like a new truck. Oh, dude, and you deserve it. When you go get that vehicle, <clears throat> I work so fucking hard. And to be able to go get a vehicle that isn't shitty, that felt good, man. That's why I'm, like, taking care of it. I, I look forward to when you get a new truck, dude, or a newer truck. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's my next, like, big goal. 
I love seeing I want it. the better you do, man. It's not competitive at all. I fucking, I feed off it, dude. And you and I are similar, man. So when you're doing good and you're like, bro, I'm killing it. It does. It gets me all chubbed up. I'm like, Bruh. it makes me want to go harder. So fuck I yeah, do it dude. Too. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it, man. It's not competitive. It's, I'm like so happy for it. I want my friends to fucking win, dude. I want everyone to win. <clears throat> that being said, that's why though, I, that's probably why I'm so hard on Joel and Jeff. Yeah. Cause Jeff could push his makings to the next level and not have to work. He does such cool shit, too. He's very creative. Exactly. And yeah. if he pushed it and he pushed it on social media, he'd be big and he could do it. And, right. But he's just like, I don't think he doesn't have the men. They don't have the mentality that we have. No. Theirs is different. It's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah. Joel, ta I admire Joel because he tattoos for his freedom. You know what I mean? He just lives mm -hmm. free and that's all he wants from it. And he's a very modest dude and a. It's very admirable. Cause it, it took a long time to understand it because I'd be like, God, you could be doing this, that. And he's like, that's not what I want, dude. I just want to come to work, do what I do, do what I love, and go home. And it's like, bro, I respect that, man. You live in the way you want to live, and I, I respect that <laughs> shit. But uh, that being said, man, I uh, got to hop off here because I got to set up for a big old fucking day session, dude. Yeah, I do too. I got to take the wife in town. Hell yeah, man. Maybe you see in town because what I really meant is I'm going to go get a fucking McGriddle, and then I'm going to work. I was, I was thinking of swinging by the shop because... I'll have like, I don't know how much time I'm going to have, but. Dude, do it. Uh, the guy I have coming in is awesome, bro. He's a bro. So if you swing in for a few minutes, you'll have fun, man. He's a cool dude. And if it's not nice. snowing too bad, it's not even fucking snowing. Joel will be here. He, uh, if it was going to storm out, he was going to cancel his appointment. And if it isn't going to do shit, he was going to come in. And bro, it, it ain't doing shit out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it's school vacation. I can just make the kid watch the dogs. Fuck yeah, dude. Swing in, dude. It'll be fun, man. Okay. All right, man. Well, I'm going to play us out, dude. All right, buddy. All right. Welcome to the Broder Shoulder.